Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. God is with us and his presence is real. My name's Barry. It's so good to be with you and, and uh, I pray that you'll be blessed by this time together. You know, when I was six years old, the house that my family lived in at the time, we had so much rain at the time and uh, the soil was so wet that the house started to go for a little slide down the hill. For my mum and dad, that caused uh, them to be overwhelmed because they had to make some big decisions and they ended up uh, selling the farm, cutting the house in half right down the middle, moving it and moving house and moving where we lived. What about you? What is it that makes you feel overwhelmed? What, ment- what, you know, what defeats you mentally or what drowns you emotionally right now? I'm sure there's going to be something. It might be that there are more dollars going out than dollars coming in. It might be that, that you have had a relationship bust up and you're just overwhelmed. What are you going to do now? It could be that uh, you know, you've got such a, a big workload that buries you or maybe you don't have enough work and you're just overwhelmed. What are you, you going to do? And so for all of us today, no matter where you're at in life, I believe that God's got something to say to us this morning. Some of us face stressful situations right now. Others of us have got painful suffering. What do you do when life is overwhelming? And so no matter where you're watching in today, no matter when you're watching in, no matter uh, whether you are a follower of Jesus or whether you're checking out Christianity or maybe you're not yet a Christian, what I want to invite all of us to do today is to check out Jesus and how he dealt with the most overwhelming circumstances that he went through. And I want to invite us also to respond to our overwhelming circumstances the same way that Jesus did. That's what I want to invite us in today. And I'm going to read from Matthew. Matthew was a guy who hung out with Jesus. Jesus, He actually had Jesus over for for a meal a couple of times. And and Matthew saw Jesus. He heard from Jesus. And he also recorded in about the year AD 55, he recorded all of his encounters with Jesus and wrote them down for us to read today. And before I read read from Matthew, I, I want us... I want to set the scene. It's a Thursday night and what's about to happen uh, is a number of things. Jesus knows, in fact, that in the next 12 hours, Judas is going to betray him. Before a rooster crows three times, uh, Peter is going to deny even knowing Jesus. Jesus is going to be betrayed, denied. He's going to be rejected. He's going to face false accusations. He's going to go through trials. Uh, Religious leaders, political leaders and military leaders are going to collaborate together in order to have Jesus killed. And Jesus knows that all this is about to happen. Jesus knows in the next 12 hours, he's going to carry a cross and be crucified on it, treated as if he is a criminal. Jesus knows this is about to happen. And not only that, He is going to demonstrate God's amazing love for you and me and for everyone in the world by giving his life on that cross and by being God forsaken, taking in his body and bearing in his body the very guilt of sin and the very sins of 
every person that has ever lived, every person that was living at the time, and every person who is going to live, Jesus is going to bear in his body the guilt and the shame and the ugliness of all humanity's wrongdoing. Can you imagine how overwhelming that would be? That is just the most overwhelming circumstance that any human being could go through. And so today I want to invite us to see what we can discover from Jesus. Jesus knows he's just celebrated uh, his, the Last Supper with his 12 best mates, one of whom will deny him, one of whom, whom will betray him, uh, in this special meal, the Passover, which we celebrate each week, this communion where we remember Jesus. Uh, but, you know, they had, we're not going to have lamb this morning, but they had lamb, they had herbs, but they had wine and they had bread representing Jesus's body and his blood. But let's read Matthew 26 and let's see what we can discover from this. Matthew 26, 36 to 46. The words will be on the screen. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and he prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, May your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and he prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise! Let us go. Here comes my betrayer. As an overwhelmed Jesus approaches the, the toughest 24 hours of his life, what is it that takes Jesus from being overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death to the point where he is willing to look at his betrayer and to face up to what he's about to face? What is it that happens? First, Jesus shares his struggles with his closest friends. In fact, he shares with three of his best friends, Peter, James and John. He takes those three guys, takes them to the garden, and then he, he, he gets them um, to, to go with him. And his soul is overwhelmed and deeply troubled. But Jesus actually tells them. He opens up with them. The very son of God opens up and he says to these guys, look, my soul is distressed I'm going through a really hard time. I'm really, really struggling right now. Can you please just hang in there with me? Stay with me and keep watch. Pray with me. And I want to ask you a question because here's what we do as followers of Jesus. We, we want to follow Jesus. 
And so what that means is, I want to ask the question, can you share your struggles with a few close friends? When life's going hard, you know, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not yet a follower of Jesus, checking Christianity out, or whether you've been a Christian for decades, we all know, don't we? We all know this, that life is better for us when we have a few friends that we can share our struggles with. Do you share your struggles with a few close friends? Jesus shares his struggle. He, he, he does it vertically, but he also does it horizontally. He shares with, his, with, with God, but he shares with his father and he shares with his friends what's going on. And three times he prays. And it's interesting that three times his friends go to sleep on the job. You know, Jesus has just shared the, you know, the most vulnerable parts of himself that he is feeling really distressed and his mates went to sleep. It's encouraging for us to know that even Jesus had best friends that let him down in his time of need. But what is it that Jesus prays for three times? We read and we know that Jesus prayed for three times these things. He said, Father, if it's possible, take away this pain. I'm overwhelmed with what I'm about to face. Please take it away. Yet, not what I want, but what you want. May that be done. And so I want to invite you to Pray like Jesus prayed. I want to invite you because here's what Jesus does. Jesus submits himself to God's will. When Judas shows up to betray him, Jesus knows that the prayer that he prayed to his father, not my will but yours be done, he knows that it is God's will that he be betrayed by Judas. And so that's what gives him the courage then, the confidence to then rise up and say, rise up, here comes my betrayer. Jesus chooses submission. He chooses to choose. And he chooses to choose submission. And I want to ask the question today, can you submit yourself to God's will? You see, following Jesus is not about getting what we want. It's about pursuing what God wants. That's what it means to follow Jesus. How do we do that? Well, whether we're overwhelmed or not, a great way to do this is every day, Pray this simple prayer. Father, I've got things that I want to get done today and I've got, I've got things that I want to happen today, but, but Lord, at the end of the day, I want your will to be done, not my will. May your will be done today, this day and each day. And that's something that we could put into practice so easily this week at the beginning of each day to simply pray that prayer. Lord, may your will. I submit myself to your will being done. Because when you think about it, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is whether or not we've done the very things that God has wanted us to do. You know, as an eyewitness to Jesus, Matthew tells us a couple more ways that Jesus responds when overwhelmed with this toughest 24 hours of his life. It's high drama. I mean, think about what's happening. Judas betrays Jesus. A mob comes and takes Jesus and Jesus gets arrested Peter sees what's going on, he gets a sword and he cuts off a guy's ear. Jesus picks up the ear, puts it back on the guy, heals him. It's high drama. And then Jesus says, you know what, I could call thousands of angels and get rid of all you guys, but I'm not going to do that because here's what I want to do. Jesus says, everything that's happening right now, it's all happening because this is part of God's divine purpose. All of this must happen so that the scriptures will be fulfilled. 
Three, a couple of times Jesus says that. And so the third thing that we see from Jesus is he surrenders to God's word. The scriptures are the very source of his life and the guiding, the guidelines for Jesus's life. He, he lives according to the scriptures. And so the question I have for you today is, can you surrender to God's word? Can you surrender to God's word? Because you are on this planet for a purpose, a divine purpose. Uh, Even if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, I want to encourage you and help you to see that you have a purpose and God has a purpose for your life. And uh, I I want us to understand that we can understand and, and know that purpose. And it's all found in God's word. And how do you do that? Well, the best thing you can do, just as Kristen said earlier, she's going to read a chapter of Galatians uh, each day this week. Fantastic. And that's what we do. I want to invite you to to read either through a chapter a day of Matthew, Mark, Luke or John or or maybe, and when you've done that, maybe read a chapter a day of some of the letters that Paul wrote to the early Christians. And here's what you do. You read it and you apply it. You read it and then you apply it. And that's how we live, surrendered to God's word, reading it and applying it. I want to just, as we get to the end of this, have a look at this last one. Have you, ever, have you got eyes to see how Jesus is overwhelmed by his own death and how he faces it? You see, the answer that Jesus gives to this guy, who's one of the most powerful guys in the nation at the time, demands of Jesus that he tell them who he is, whether he is the Christ, the Messiah, the the son of the living God, whether he is the hope of the world. And Jesus, look at Jesus's answer. This is amazing. Words on the screen. Matthew 26, verse 64. Jesus replied, yes, it is as you say, but I say to all of you in the future, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. You see, Jesus knew that by telling the truth about who he was, it would cost him his life. And as soon as Jesus said that, they said, oh, this is blasphemy. We're going to call for your death. And they called for his death. And Jesus ended up being tortured, crucified and dying. But here's what the truth is about Jesus. Jesus lived securely in the joy and the hope of heaven. He looked forward to the hope of heaven. He knew that that's what he focused on. He focused on the joy that was ahead. He focused beyond the pain, beyond the suffering, beyond the challenges that he was about to face. He had complete confidence and trust in God that his future was all good. And that's how we are to face life when it's overwhelming. We are to have a bigger perspective. Jesus kept his eyes on eternity. So the last question I want to ask you today is this. Can you live securely in the joy and the hope of heaven? You see, life can get overwhelming. Don't deny that. But what we need is that eternal perspective, the eyes to see that this life is like this, but eternity is forever. And we need to have eyes on eternity, not just eyes on the very circumstances that we're in for this short time. This is not all there is. The best is yet to come. I can't wait to be in heaven. In heaven, we're going to see Jesus face to face. There's going to be no more pain, no more sickness, no more death, no more separation. It's going to be all good. We're going to be with Jesus. 
Our troubles, the Bible describes right now, are light and momentary. Light and momentary. Our troubles are real, but compared with the glory and the power and the amazing way it's going to be when we're with him in heaven and the joy and hope that's ahead, they are not that much at all. You know, in heaven, we're going to be in a family home. It's going to be awesome. And nothing, that the, the, nothing that's thrown at us will move that home down the hill. It's going to be solid, rock solid. And I want to encourage you today with these four questions to apply them to your life. Maybe today you're not yet a follower of Jesus, but you want to become one. Maybe you're interested in knowing what, what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So here's what I want to invite you to do. Go to our website, northsidechurch.org.au. Um, go to the far right, go to the connect tab, click on that connect and fill in the form that says, I need help. There's an I need help form. And I want to invite you to fill that in if you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian. Check that out. Because one of our team will get back to you because we want to help you engage with Jesus. We want to help you to follow Jesus. I'd love to pray. So why don't you join with me as we pray to our awesome God. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for who you are. Thank you for your amazing love. Thank you for Jesus, who as a human being experienced what it's like to be overwhelmed. Overwhelming circumstances that he faced. An overwhelming situation as he saw his own death about to happen. Overwhelming because he has so much love and, and God, I pray that you would help each and every one of us, whether we're watching online, wherever we are watching this, whenever we watch it, that you would help us, God, to have some friends that we can share our struggles with, that you would help us to surround ourselves with people that we can do that with. Help us to submit to your will, to surrender to your word, and also, God, to live securely in the joy that is ahead of us. We thank you for Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised its shame, and eventually sat down at your right hand, God. I pray that you would help us to reflect on that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you to reflect. There's some questions on the screen. I want to invite you, let me just read those out. Can you share your struggles with a few close friends? Can you do that? Have you got some friends that you could name? Have you got two or three close friends that when you really need to share, you can share? Will you submit yourselves to God's will? Surrender to God's word? And can we this week, can we live in this way? With, with eyes for the joy and the hope of heaven. I want to invite you to do that. Some of us now, we might share in communion an opportunity to remember Jesus. I'm going to share that. And some of you might want to do that now too. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au. Are you part of the family and had it on your heart to get more involved at Northside, but you're not sure where to start? Well, we'd love to help. Send us an email at I want to serve at northsidechurch.org.au.